Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast, where we empower, educate, and embrace our essence through the love of natural hair. I am your host, Corinthian Carruthers II, and thank you for listening. I am a licensed beauty educator, licensed cosmetologist, and natural hair culturist. I am co-owner of Creative Hair School of Cosmetology and creator of Natural Hair Education, where I guide, teach, and coach beauty school students and professional stylists on their path towards mastering and increasing their value and income in natural hair care and braiding. On this platform, we will discuss real hair stories, break myths, and grow in self-love. Hey everyone, welcome back to Natural Hair Education's podcast. On today's episode, I have a special guest. Today's guest is the CEO of 4th Ave Market. 4th Ave Market is a consumer-centric platform striving to bridge the gap between buyers and sellers, providing access to brands made for us and by us. At 4th Ave you will find some of your favorite beauty brands from skincare to hair care, all in one place. Salim Holder is the CEO of 4th Ave Market. And before we get into the episode, I do want to read his bio. Salim Holder is a global marketing expert, founder of Find Your Plug, co-founder and CEO of 4th Ave Market, and a resident New York DJ. Salim has more than a decade of consistent results, delivering unprecedented growth in sales and profits for a number of Fortune 500 brands, including... Jamerson Irish Whiskey, Poise, Kotex, Cottonelle, and a number of smaller niche brands, nonprofits, and startups. He has taught over 1,000 students as a distinguished digital marketing instructor at General Assembly and is also a John Maxwell certified speaker, corporate trainer, and executive coach. Salim earned an MBA from the University of Rochester Simon School of Business and a BS in marketing from Hampton University. Let's welcome Celine to the podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode as he delivered so many important nuggets that we can take with us in this industry. Welcome to the Natural Hair Education Podcast. On today, I have guest Celine Holder from Fourth Ave Market. Celine, thank you for being here with us today. No doubt. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, absolutely. So can you share with us just about you and what you do? Yeah, so um, as you said, Salim Holder, uh, I'm currently the co-founder and CEO of 4th Ave Market, which is the largest Black-owned online hair and beauty retail platform in the U.S. Uh, My experience is in marketing. I worked for over a decade in brand management marketing with companies like Kimberly Clark, I uh, manage brands like Kotex, Cottonelle. I manage Jameson Irish Whiskey, Denture Brands, Grooming Brands. Um, and after about doing it for a decade, I just got to a point where as much as it was exciting to do, I liked the work. I was getting great experience. I was growing these brands by millions of dollars. But I was like, yo, if I could do it for them, I could probably do it for me. And so I literally stepped out on faith in January of 2018. I was like, I don't know what exactly it is that I'm going to do next, but I know it's not what I was currently doing. And the only way to do something different is to do something different. So I literally stepped out and charted my own path. And uh, outside of 4th Ave, I also teach digital marketing and have an amazing wife and amazing kids as well. Awesome. So amazing. So you big time here. 
<laughs> you got a lot of experience underneath your belt. Sure, and sure. you said that you you uh, took a leap of faith to start something of your own. Was that Fourth Ave Market? It was. Um, you know, when I when I stepped out, I, I knew that I had um, I had relationships with people that were in different areas. And I remember this lady, really nice lady. She had told me she actually had started this company. It was an online hair and beauty retail platform. And she had started a year before I left my uh, my the corporate world. And I'd known her because she was a broker and her job was getting products on the shelves of Walmarts, Targets, corner stores, whatever. And so I thought about it when I did leave and I was trying to figure out, okay, what's the next step gonna be for me? I immediately thought about her platform. And I was like, well, I know she doesn't have a, a lot of strong experience in the Black community, not really a strong experience on the marketing side, which she had, or even on the tech side, which she had was the access to products, distributors, and other brands. And so in having conversation, I talked to my co-founder and partner who's got 15 years of experience in technology, software engineering, Silicon Valley, et cetera. So I was like, yo, with your experience in tech, mine and marketing, I think we could take this platform and grow this into something special. And so we literally went, talked to the talked to her and bought it from her. And overnight with that purchase, it became the largest black owned online hair and beauty retail platform with over 7,000 products. Um, oh, wow. So that was a story. It was just like, I'm gonna I'm jump out here and we're gonna try to make some waves and make it happen, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how, you know, that's how we have to be, especially nowadays. We have to really just take that leap of faith and connect with the people that's gonna help us get to get to the next level. So I know you mentioned 4th Ave Market being an online retail, but can you really explain to the audience what 4th Ave Market is? And I'm curious about the name. How did you come up with the name 4th Ave Market? Yeah, definitely. So the, the name 4th Ave Market comes from the idea of there's all these, there was more than one Black Wall Street in America. And most people think Tulsa, Black Wall Street, but the reality is there was a few other pockets, Little Haiti in North Carolina, and there was also Fourth Ave District in Birmingham, Alabama. And in Fourth Ave District, about 60% of the Black-owned businesses at the time, that business was done right in Fourth Ave District. And right, and in fact, Fourth Ave District, you've all most people have seen it. If you've seen the iconic footage from the Civil Rights Movement, you've seen the fire hoses and them laying out the kids with the fire hoses. That happened in the center. A fourth Ave district. Also, the, the bombing in the 16th Street Baptist Church where those four little girls died by the terrorist bombing from the KKK. That was in the middle of fourth Ave district. And so what we said was, you know, we are really more, it's, it's less about hair and beauty products as it is about improving and elevating our own community and empowering our community. And what we thought about when we stepped into this was the, the reality is that in this fast growing industry where black consumers represent $2 billion in sales, over 85% of sales of ethnic and multicultural products, but we own 7% of the stores. And then when we walk into stores and we're faced with this suboptimal shopping experience where we can walk into stores and have a little four foot ethnic set so we can get a couple products that we want. Those are most traditional retail stores. Or you can go into the ones that are in our community that have more products. They're not owned by the people in the community. And there's all those stories of being racial profile, the funny things, the business practices that happen to keep our stuff off the shelf. And at the end of the day, we realize it's because we don't own the industry. We're participants in it. 
But there was a time when we did own the industry. And I thought back to Fourth Ave District and Black Wall Street, where we owned as we as we spent money at the, the, the community store over here, the employees would go and spend their money at the movie theater over here and then go get books from the library and spend time in the church. All of it was Black owned. And so I just realized, and along with my partner, that Fourth Ave Market, the idea is much bigger than just hair care. The idea is really about empowering the community, starting off with this industry that we participate in, but really should be owners in, especially as we have this horrible experience. And so we set out to make a change and, and to make that different. Man, that is amazing. That is really good. You hit on a lot of things, especially when it comes to the hair care product. Um, just I know that that for a fact, back in the day, we own the industry. We own the retail products, the hair care companies and things like that and how it was basically taken away from us. Um, a lot of people now are getting back into trying to have their own product companies and trying to um, get, you know, just have the platform to get out there and sell. And so that's why I was drawn to Fourth Ave Market when I looked you guys up. I'm like, oh my goodness, they have so many products on this site. So how did that happen? How did you, how are you able to get all of these Black-owned companies to come together and you sell those products? So I think that the, the reality is today that um, a lot of the a lot of the, the opportunity starts off from the brand perspective, because if we think from a consumer, we walk in the stores and we're like, I don't see what I want on the shelf. But most of us don't have we're not just going to sit there and like, well, I'm just not going to do my hair or take care of it. like we find ways to do it. So we go online, there's more DIY and figuring out ways on YouTube. And so more and more people are making their own products in their own houses. And then they're like, wow, this stuff really works. And then other people want it and they start selling and their brands start to grow. But then they look and say, great, how do I get this in retail? And so now I try to get my product on the shelves of Walmart's Target, CVS, et cetera. And let me tell you, from being on the brand side of things, brand side, meaning I was selling products to Walmart's Target, CVS. I'm in there having conversations with the buyers, making stuff happen. And I also realized that it's not a cut and dry process as we might all think it might be. And so at the end of the day, when we have this amazing product that the community loves and we go to Walmart, Target, or CVS, sometimes what tends to happen for our small independently owned brands is as we bring them to these companies and the company's like, yeah, that's a nice product. We'll take it. Well, there's what's called a category captain in all these major retailers. The category captain doesn't have final say, but they have a lot of influence on what products stay on the shelves or don't. Those category captains tend to be the ones that have the, the brand that has the leading sales in the category. So think about major companies like Procter & Gamble. Think about Unilever. They tend to be category captains a number of different places across the store. So at the end of the day, when you go in as an independent retail or independent product owner and put your stuff out there, even though consumers like it and the company might like it, the category captain sometimes comes in and says, hey, well, listen, you don't need another vendor on here. Give me six months. I will make this same product for you, typically made at a much inferior way that it's made. But what they also do is they also have cash. Procter & Gamble has, I think, $16 billion brands. I mean, it might even be more than that now. And billion dollars, something with $3 billion. These are companies that have money. $2 million is nothing for me to give. So if I see this, this independent brand that's really good, that's going to compete and take my space away on the shelf, if they said they can give you a million in sales target, I might say, here's two. Keep them off the shelf. Six months, I'll come up with something better. And what tends to happen, money talks. And as a result, we don't have the influence or the power. So we don't stand, we tend to lose out on those opportunities to be on the shelf. 
And so what tends to happen on the flip side is you also then have those stores in our communities, right? Those, those stores that tend to be owned, mostly Korean owned, Koreans own about 80% of that, of that distribution. And so at the end of the day, getting your product in there, sometimes they'll take it, happily take it onto the shelf. But then a few weeks later, you have something that looks exactly the same as your product, different brand names sold two, $3, 50% cheaper than yours. And all of a sudden now your product's not selling and they don't want to take. And so what has, there's, there's just these really unfair business practices that tend to keep our products off the shelf more so than just the consumers not wanting to buy it, right? Because consumers want to buy it, but they can't find it. So fourth, Ave, we created this platform to be able to resolve a number of those issues for brands and drive greater accessibility for consumers and more investment back into our community. Given we spend all this money, it should go back into our community. Man, you just dropped some gems. I did not know <laughs> all that was happening. Now, I did read, though, I don't know what era this was in, but it was when a Proud Lady symbol was out, mm-hmm. the Proud Lady symbol, and how they used to tag that on Black-owned products so that you know yep. this was a Black-owned company. Yes. Because there were so many other companies coming in, um, taking those ingredients and, yes. uh, you know, infiltrating those products and then yep. boom, it was on the market. Wow. So it's still happening today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Wow. Yeah. So crazy. I did go to the site. And one thing that, that really stuck out to me is that you guys had a hair quiz. Yes. That is like, to me, guys, y'all better go check out that hair quiz, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that because I feel that that's very educational at the same time. Mm-hmm. You guys are also offering um, different lines of products. How does that hair quiz work with all of the products that you have on the line? Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting because the hair quiz, the idea came out of, um, you know, we have all these products on the site. So we're like, well, how are we going to help make it easier for people to find what works for them. And I actually went through some education myself through this whole in the hair industry. You know, my hair is short, so I don't really (laughs) spend time thinking about much. But at the end of the day, I start to understand the importance of knowing your hair type and realizing how many people don't know their hair type or texture or how to figure it out. And so how often they're using products that aren't going to work for that hair type or texture. So we said that would be a great way for us to help people find products but we also knew there's a lot of other hair quizzes that were out there, to be quite honest, there's different ones and tests. And so how to make ours even more valuable or helpful, we actually partnered with a chemist and a couple stylists. And so what we did is we broke down understanding the structure of the hair. So from one to four C and knowing how their hair bonds to different chemicals, ingredients, et cetera, which ones are better for a certain hair type to do a certain thing. So whether it's for straightening, whether it's for whatever it is, for shampooing, putting more hydration, like whatever it is, we talk to this chemist and then we start to look at what ingredients were necessary. We mapped those ingredients out and then we went and looked at all the ingredients in the 7,000 products that we got on our site, put those into the quiz. And so now the output of the quiz is going to be scientifically like, proven products that will work for the hair type that based on the questions you answered, this is your hair type. These products are most likely going to work well for you. That's what we want to put that energy into. It took us some time, of course, but it was was definitely something that we thought would be worthwhile. So when people get an output, it's not just like, oh, great. I have 4A hair. Now what? It's Mm -hmm. like, no, I got 4A. Let me continue to help educate. Here's other products that are probably work better. 
That is really good. You guys, I hope you go visit that website so you guys can take that hair quiz. <laughs> no, um, I did look at your Instagram and I saw you shampooing your daughter's hair. Is it just, yes. Is your daughter? That was so <laughs> yes. cool. So yes. you're more into marketing, but you know a lot about hair, I could see. Um, what type of education did you have personally just to get yourself familiar with, you know, different types of hair and things like that? So I'll tell you um, a quick story about me is that marketing wise, I had um, my experience in marketing was mostly in feminine care and working in feminine care with Kotex and all these other brands is clearly stuff that I will never be able to experience as a bear. Right. And so but what it helped me to do as a marketer is it helped me to understand how to have empathy and how to connect and understand and to do my research and not just use my own opinion and perspective on things, but like there was no opinion and perspective that I could have used that would have made any sense, right? So it was like, I was forced in that case, but it just kind of helped me from doing it for seven or eight years. It just made a habit of me of like being disciplined as a marketer and understanding who am I trying to connect with and what exactly do they need? And so I went out and I talked to barbers. I talked to stylists. I mean, even talking with the chemist and the stylists that were helping me understand just the differences between hair types. How do you know the difference for hair type? My wife is amazing when it comes down to try these kinds of products or use this type of thing or use this. So she has been very helpful and, and she's always been really like into the community and understanding. So taking that understanding. And then again, just doing my own just online research because it was important for me not just to say, hey, I got products you know, come by. But it's like, how do I help really resolve some of the issues? I'm not just out here just trying to make money. I'm actually out here trying to make change in the community, you know, and trying to see how do we use our efforts, our expertise, the resources that we have to make change in the community. So that it requires some some research. So that's what I spent a lot of time. Very good. I find that impressive. I mean, because you don't find a lot of men that, well, the men that are into hair, they're usually like into the barber side, right? But sure, sure. you know, us women, especially the black one, a woman, we we're the one that spend the coins. Okay, we, we are buying the products left and right. And so, for you to do your due diligence and learning about you know products and hair care, I feel that is very impressive. And so, when I saw you shampooing your daughter's hair or styling her hair, I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Do you have <laughs> other fathers around you that? you know, it's it's starting to show interest in hair because, you know, you're into it. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's funny because I got a couple, uh, a couple of my fraternity brothers, a couple other good friends of mine. You know, we kind of, we kind of <laughs> laughed because I was like, "Yo, I'm about to, I'm about to do this, this shampoo, and I'm about to take my dive in and learn how to do this, the wash day, and next I'm gonna learn how to braid." And so it's a little friendly competition. I think we got brewing. You know, who can style the best? I think our braids are gonna be at the bottom end of the quality spectrum at first. <laughs> That's good, though. We're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. That is good. So can you, let's go through some of the products that you do have on the 4th Ave market. Just kind of name a few and, or either talk about what some of the most popular products. Um, Do you have any of the old school products, like the Bonner Brothers? Um, Yeah. their, Their line. I do actually. We have we have quite a bit of Bronner Brothers line. In fact, we've actually been speaking quite often with Bronner Brothers and and building a tighter relationship with them, um, because it is the heritage products that are out there that are still selling heavy, yeah. you know. A- as well as there's you know brands like 
like Soltanicals is actually a brand, one of the, the fastest selling brands on our site. They have an amazing product line, um, but that's been a really great brand for us. Um, a really good brand partner um, as well. Um, I also can say, you know, we got, we have, I mean, there's over 7,000 products. So I'm trying to think of some of the top <laughs> brands <laughs> that we got. Soltanicals things is, 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 is top because it sells a lot. But we also have um, Ali K Naturals. That's also another one that uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of people purchase that one. And then another brand is Acare, um, which is more like a skincare brand. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Brand. So you guys have some skincare things on we there do. as well? Man, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. going to yeah. check this out. Now, what about, what about those? Because I know a couple of my friends that actually started product lines. Yes. Two of them, their products are banging, okay? I'm talking about, I'm using them on my clients. I'm calling them my glitz sis. Right, I need right. some more products, okay? How do you, how does one go about, if they wanted to retail with you, how do they go about getting products on your site? Yeah, so this is actually perfect timing because we actually had, for the past four months, we had stopped bringing on any new brands to the site. Um, as we were just working out, just improving the foundation, et cetera, we're actually making an update to the site, which will launch, I believe, in another week. Um, but there is a section on the site, go sell your products. So go to fourthavmarket.com, click on where it says sell your products, and you'll send a note. There's a quick questionnaire that just basically says, what is your product? Were you basic, you know, five, I think, questions. And then you'll get a reply from us. And what we do is we speak to just about everybody. Now, everybody might not make it onto the site. There's some basic quality questions, inventory control. But at the same time, if you don't, what we tend to do is we'll give resources and saying, here's a resource that can help you either with ingredients, that can help with packaging graphics, that can help with whatever. So we can give resources. It's not just a, no, we don't want you because <laughs> we're trying to elevate and empower the community. And so it's like, hey, if you're not quite there yet, cool. These are the things you can do. Here's a couple of resources. We can be more than happy to work with them to get them there and then you know we can we can have them on the site so that's essentially the the process that we've been going through i've been meeting with everybody for the most part and bringing the brands on um so if they're interested come check out the site sell your products we'd be more than happy to bring your brands onto the site man i love that so not only if you just you know if you say no but you give them the resources of what they can do what they need to improve that product that yeah, is absolutely. amazing in itself <laughs> um, I want to ask you a couple more questions before I let you go. What do you, what do you see for the black hair, the black hair care market? Do you see more of us coming together to support and purchase from black owned companies? Um, do you see more of the other counter race or counterparts coming in and doing their own natural hair care products? Like what is your prediction when it comes to the black hair care market? So that's a great question because I see both. I see that for sure, Black consumers, the Black community is standing up right now saying we want to support our own companies. We want to buy from our own companies and we want to buy Black-owned brands. Now, and as a result, what I see is also happening is <clears throat> the same thing is very reactive with people who are not authentically connected to the community mm -hmm. is very reactive, chase the money. Well, they should have been chasing the money because I, I, I couldn't believe that the category is $2 billion and growing. The only segment of the hair care industry that has been growing. But too many have been focused on Walmart's targets, Walgreens and CVS's. And so they don't put much time into that little four foot space that's allocated to those products. I'm talking about the brand owners. 
right? And so what I think is happening now is as Target's expanding space, of course, they say, I want to be in that space that they're going to expand it to. So why don't you put more of our brands and they're trying to come up with more brands or they're trying to buy our Black-owned brands that are out here, which I think is a really interesting thing because at the same time as a brand owner, you might be making it in the kitchen or in your, in your garage for now, and then you grow and it makes it big and then get into retail. And then Unilever wants to buy it for X number of millions of dollars. Who am I to say not to take that money, right? At the same time, what we have to realize is, you know, at the same time, we have to realize is that we need just as men, just as we need a lot of brands, we need more retailers. We need to own the distribution. We need to own more of that because there's going to be tons of brands that are coming up. But at the end of the day, I was saying to somebody, as much as I think, and I, I think that the 15% pledge is necessary, I think at the same time, it's going to be easy if we don't own retailers to keep them accountable. Then when they feel like three years from now, nobody's paying attention to go from 15 to 12 to eight to six back to four. Right. And so what what I, what I'm at right now is like to stop that money is what would change that whole perspective. If they realize if I don't have this on the shelf, you're just going to go over here and buy the stuff. Then I'm going to keep my shelves open. Right. Because I'm losing customers. But when there's no alternative and it's like, well, you got to accept that this is the four, four foot space I got either accept it or figure out your own online. Right. So this is why I believe that what is happening is you do have a lot of companies that are recognizing the financial opportunity that exists. You have a lot of people in our community that are creating brands and are pushing it and are making headway and getting out and getting on the show. And a lot from our community are focused on buying from our community. So I feel like all things are happening and are going in the right direction. And I wouldn't stop either one of those. Even the Unilever's creating more black owned or brands for our community. That's dope. Like that's great. We need, we'd like more of that yeah. stuff. I just think we also need to have accountability and that we also should be owners of our platform. We should be more owners in distribution, more ownership throughout the supply chain. And that's really where my emphasis is uh, with Fourth Ave, where our emphasis on Fourth Ave is. That's a good point. I never thought about it that way. I never thought about needing more distributions and all that of people of color that are connected yes. to the community. I never thought about it that way. I always think of just creating the product, okay? Like, okay, yes. we're the creators and, the, and that's it. But no, you need all those people in between from- yes. The beginning to the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. So I'm wondering, I mean, I don't know much about this whole market thing when it comes to the products. I'm a hairstylist, so, you know, I'm sure. an educator. This yeah. is my field. But I'm wondering if there are people that are coming up that have that same awareness that this is what we need. This is going to mm -hmm. bridge the gap. This is what's going to bring more money, keep more money, keep more money in our communities. That's a good point. So yeah. you did say... You wrote a you wrote in this packet here <laughs> a tip. This industry we well within this industry we drive eighty five percent of sales, but we are only seven percent of store owners, mm -hmm. and that's why. I mean, like yeah. I get it now. I see it, and I man, we need just a we need a whole revamp <laughs> of this beauty industry because I feel like we are. We are, I feel like we are the number one consumers in this market. We spend the most money. We're doing so many things in this industry. It's amazing. So before I let you go, a couple things. Can you please share with us a tip 
something that you want us to know and let us know where the the viewers and the listeners can find you. Sure, sure. <clears throat> so I think as, as far as a tip, um, I think that one, one, I guess one thing that has come to my attention and has been more reinforced as I even launched this business with my partner and with our amazing team, you know, is just this, this whole idea is you have different conversations around black owned. And I think that the idea that black owned does not mean black only is an important concept for us to consider. Because as many people think about black owned business that we need to only serve our community. And I also think the other part about black owned business is that black owned business, just because somebody's black, doesn't mean they're benefiting our community. And I'm not saying don't shop with them. I'm just saying like black owned doesn't just mean like, because the person's black, I need to spend my money there. The whole purpose of talking about supporting black owned is because that's more money that goes back into our community that benefits our community that gives us an opportunity to hold other retailers, other businesses accountable. Even having a strong black retailer in your community, even if you don't shop there, I guarantee the other retailers that are over there are gonna treat you with more respect because of the fact that like, I'm not, I'm gonna lose my business to somebody over here, right? So it's a whole like black owned business is I, I think it's something that we need to reframe how we think about it and think about it's not just the skin color of the individual, it's the money, it's the reinvestment, the benefit that our community sees. That's what was going on in Black Wall Street and 4th Ave District. That's what made them so powerful. So that's my tip mm-hmm. and my thought. <laughs> Man, um, that was... <laughs> I have nothing to say behind that. That was good. That was really... That was true. That was very good. Thanks for sharing uh, that. Nah, absolutely. And um, find us uh, at... Fourth Ave Market at the number four T H A V E Market, um, fourthavemarket.com. We are all about elevating the community and changing the way that retail works or works on our behalf. So, I'm excited you. you had me on today. This is I'm amazing. excited that you are Great. here. I just feel like I need to go listen to this again <laughs> and, and just consume all of that valuable information. You share so much with us today. And I just want to thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for, um, you know, just being a voice, being a voice that's not afraid to speak up, speak out, and educate us on what we need to know and do in this in this hair care industry, the black hair care industry. So thank you for your time. Tell your wife, she's a beautiful woman. I admire thank her. You. I will keep following her. Yes, <laughs> Liking yes. all her stuff. <laughs> and um, I'm going to support you guys. So thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. You take care. That's it. Bye. I really enjoyed this episode. And I enjoyed it because I learned a lot. I'm not really into the actual product side of the beauty industry, although I would love to be someday. And he just gave me a lot to think about when it comes to manufacturing, um, distribution, all the things. And so... For you guys out there that have products or you know someone that have a product, make sure you point them in the direction of fourthavemarket.com. And be sure to follow them on Instagram, check out their website, and show them support. Um, I love the company. I love what it's doing. I love that it is catered to us, for us, and by us. And with that being said, let's continue to empower, educate, and embrace our essence 
through the love of natural hair. I'll see you on the next episode. And thank you for listening.